Thank you for checking out today's devotions. In my devotional time, we've been looking at the book of Daniel, which was written during Israelites' Babylonian captivity as a way of gaining some insights and uh, some uh, suggestions and guidance on to how we can not only survive our COVID-19 captivity, but be able to thrive in it as well. But before we look to the book of Daniel, I want to just share some things, uh, repeat some things really that I shared with you on Sunday. I know many of you are anxious to know when we'll reopen the church. We're all anxious to get out of sheltering in place. We had all hoped that we would have some definitive answers last Wednesday at the governor's briefing on when we would be able to start phase one and possibly reopen the church. But it looks as though at this point, we're not really sure when that will happen. So when will the church office be open? When will we gather together on campus to worship? But I can tell you that we are planning for that day. We have teams working now on a strategy for reopening our campus, keeping social distancing, uh, once the ban on sheltering in place has been lifted and once the ban on having uh, up to 100 people at one place has been lifted, we can begin worshiping again together. I will tell you, it will look different and feel different. We all know that what is ahead of us is going to be a new normal, but we will be together and we are all very much looking forward to that. Now to the book of Daniel. We last left off with King Nebuchadnezzar ordered his entire nation, all the lands that he controlled, to worship a particular idol that he had created. The order came with the threat that if you did not, you would be thrown into a fiery furnace or a fire pit. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, three of the Jews, Israelites, that were part of Nebuchadnezzar's court, refused to do that. They would not worship of false god. And King Nebuchadnezzar threatened to throw them in the furnace. They said, we cannot do this. And he did. He threw them into the fire. In chapter 3, verse 24, we pick this up from there. Then King Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet in amazement and asked his advisors, weren't there three men that we tied up and threw into the fire? They replied, certainly, O king. He said, look, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed, and the fourth looks like a son of the gods. Let me uh, just pause here. Uh, some believe this was an angel. Others believe this was the pre-incarnate Christ. I tend to lean that way, that this was the pre-incarnate Christ. The, the reason I feel that way is his description. And what King Nebuchadnezzar says at the end of this, he says, no other God can save in this way. No other God can save in this way. Our God saves by stepping into the furnace with us. Our God saves by stepping into our world with us. Our God saves by being born in flesh, living amongst us, living in our mess. Our God promises never to leave us alone or forsake us. So I tend to believe that this is one of the times we see the Trinity or a pre-incarnate Jesus in the Old Testament. Continue on then in verse 26. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the opening of the blazing furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. 
And so Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire. And the satraps, prefects, governors, royal advisors crowded around them. They saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor was a hair of their head singed. Their robes were not scorched, and there was no smell of fire on them. Then Nebuchadnezzar said, Praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and rescued his servants. They trusted in him and defied the king's command and were willing to give up their lives rather than serve or worship any god except their own god. Therefore I decree that the people of any nation or language who say anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be cut into pieces and their houses be turned into piles of rubble, for no other god can save in this way. I'm not sure that God appreciated the way King Nebuchadnezzar decreed to honor him. In verse 29, it says, Therefore I decree that the people of any nation or language who say anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be cut into pieces and their houses be turned into piles of rubble. There are far better ways to honor God. If they had been able to, I wonder what Shadrach, Meshach, or Abednego might have suggested to the king as a way of honoring our God, the God Most High. They might have suggested the Ten Commandments. I think they might have suggested the Shema. Uh, The Shema is one of the most ancient prayers and creeds of the Old Testament. It's the first prayer Jesus would have been taught to pray by his parents. It would have been a prayer he was taught to pray three times a day, every day of his life. The Shema appeals to the fact that there is only one God and that we're called to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, and strength. And that got me thinking, how are you, how are we, honoring God in our captivity? How are you honoring God in your captivity? And I I think the Shema is a great way to do that, to truly love God more than anything else, to let God be the heart and soul of your strength, your peace, your courage, to let God's love for you be met by your love for him. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul. And then when Jesus recited it for Greek-speaking people, he added the word mind and strength. In fact, when Jesus was asked what the most important commandment was, he said it's the Shema. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, and with all of your strength. And then he said, and the second is almost as important. Love others as yourself. I think it would have been a great thing to have taught King Nebuchadnezzar. I think it's a great way for us to honor God in our captivity. Last Friday, I invited you to end our time by joining me in reciting the Lord's Prayer. Today, I'd like to invite you to join me in reciting the Shema as our closing prayer. Let's pray. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. 
And Lord, may we also love one another as we love ourselves. May our love for you shine brightly and be visible even in our captivity. May our love for one another be the same. We ask and pray this in Jesus' name. And wherever they are, all of God's people said, Amen.